Alrighty, everybody. Good morning, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. And uh, I don't know about folks out there, but I have uh, started watching that quarterback series on uh, Netflix. I found it uh, to be very interesting thus far. I'm about four episodes in. Outstanding stuff. Patrick Mahomes is part of it. And Wiz uh, brings us to the Kansas City Chiefs, Super Bowl champions, and, uh, you know, basically the class of the AFC. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's always interesting when you start looking at fantasy rankings for a quarterback, and uh, you have a quarterback who's ranked one, and you don't have a wide receiver necessarily who's ranked inside the top 30 or 35. Um, it makes for an interesting situation. Uh, I guess it attributes a lot to the court, to the tight end uh, and the quarterback. But, uh, you know, we get to Patrick Mahomes. And, uh, you know, at this point, there there seems to be some challenges. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts. Uh, I'm still saying he's the top of the heap. I have him one of one at quarterback one. Uh, do you feel the same? Or do you think a couple of these guys could oust him as the overall quarterback one in fantasy football. He's, he's just he's just the most talented player in the league. Was uh, that that's the bottom line. So I'm, I'm I I'm not going to push any. But I mean I understand the intrigue around all these a lot of these other guys. And Mahomes doesn't do the running that some of these other guys do. But you know Patrick Mahomes is the most talented thrower and creator in the league. And as a result of that, uh, I expect one of these receivers uh, to make. Uh, strides and, and impressions here because uh, we know there's a lot of catches that need to be made up for with Juju Smith-Schuster moving on. Uh, obviously, Tyreek Hill moved on the, the year before, and there was a lot of question marks around uh, around around the offense, in, in, including Travis Kelsey being 32 years old last year, who showed none of those effects. So, yeah, Patrick Mahomes for me is is still quarterback number one. I I can tell you right now in a league that I'm in that we it's a it's a super flex league. Uh, we've done our draft. Uh, we've done our draft already. So we play two quarterbacks, and the guy who's picking one has already announced his number one pick. He says, "I don't care what happens, unless there's an injury, I'm taking Patrick Mahomes." Yeah, it's a different kind of a format in a Super Bowl in a super flex league, where you know ideally you want to have two quarterbacks that can score points for you. Um, yeah, the point and, is, you he's know, taking when... he's taking Mahomes one. Is the point? Right, uh, he's taking over Patrick Mahomes overall with his number one pick, which is something you wouldn't do in in, in, a, in anything but a super flex league. But I certainly would do the same thing in a super flex league, right. <clears throat> taking him overall number one. Um, and moving to running back, um, it seems Isaiah Pacheco is kind of taking over that running back situation. A lot of disappointment with. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who they took in the first round a few years ago. <clears throat> I think they're going to re-sign McKinnon. But there was a lot of trust there between Pacheco and Andy Reid and the Chiefs. The way they used him down the stretch in the playoff games, he was in there at the big moments. He was in there in the postseason. He was terrific down the stretch. So with all of that being said, uh, I have Isaiah Pacheco somewhere around running back two, you know, right around maybe running back 25, uh, just because of the versatility that Kansas City likes to use when they get down to the goal line with their trick plays and they kind of like to try and throw it in. But considering the 
the, the how many times they're going to be in the opposing team's red zone. I think there's a lot of value with Isaiah Pacheco, who you feel is going to make a, a leap from year one to two. So Isaiah Pacheco running back two-ish for me. Uh, when McKinnon gets in there, I think more of a flex player. Um, and they would take an injury to one of those two players for Clyde Edwards-Alaire to have any value. Do you see it the same or differently? Isaiah Pacheco's season was didn't really start till week nine last year. Uh, that's the bottom line. And this guy ranked uh, in the top 10 in production at running back in the second half of the season. Uh, he had five touchdowns. Uh, I think the Chiefs tried to get him involved in the passing game a little bit. Uh, so call me a guy that he's definitive running back to uh, with the potential, depending on how things shake out with other roster moves, the potential to even move up higher than that. I, I love the player. It's a great story. Rutgers kid. Um, this You mentioned the offense. So this offense got extremely efficient last year, and there, there were effects on that to the whole entire team. We'll get to that when we get to special teams and kicker. Um, the Chiefs scored on, on 70% of their possessions in the red zone, which is just unbelievable. Uh, now, Eric Bieniemy has moved on, but he really wasn't the offense coordinator. Uh, Andy Reid calls the plays. Uh, Matt Nagy would kind of be the, the, the pseudo-offensive coordinator, if you will. But this was an extremely impressive offense. And like I said, Pacheco's season did not start till season, till, till week number nine last year, in my opinion. Um, McKinnon is a very intriguing guy in PPR leagues, and we know he was incremental for that stretch during the season last year. Where base, and you and I had him. Are you scoring a touchdown every week and catching a bunch of balls? Uh, I still think he'll be a contributing factor. I don't know what's going to happen to Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who was once, uh, as a rookie, the, the darling of darlings uh, in fantasy drafts, getting drafted in the top 10. Nothing played out there. I'm not sure if he's going to even end up making this roster. Denaric Prince is on this roster as well, just drafted. So, But I like Pacheco. I think, uh, I, I think like the fact that his production was so incredibly uh, strong in the second half, and particularly in the playoffs, you have to love the upside in the player. Yeah, and I, and I agree with that. And... Uh, moving along to wide receiver, I think the receiver that a lot of people were looking at and saying, okay, here we go, he's ready to you know, live up to his potential where he was drafted, and now the second year with Kansas City, Kadarius Tony is going to be that receiver. I mean, he's going to be the, the, the Robin to Travis Kelsey's Batman, if you will. And then injury, surgery, um, not sure if he'll be ready for opening week, but it kind of makes the Warriors a little bit murky here. When you look at the wide receiver room for Kansas City as we talk right now, there is a ton of talent. Kadarius Tony, Scanling, Skymore, Richie James, uh, Justin Ross, Justin Watson, and Rasheed Rice, who they just drafted this year. This is a, a developing situation that you have to keep your eye on. See who makes the team. See who gets signed to the proc, uh, the practice squad, and, and really pay attention to who made the the the, the roster that's going to be starting um, week in week out. Because there there's going to be some real opportunities, a lot of talent, but there's only so many names and players that can make the roster. I'm keeping my eye on it. You know, anytime that Kansas City is interested in a player, it makes me interested in a player. And some of these off-season signings, and you have these college kids who are 
coming out going to be pros and they decide in the offseason to just throw with Patrick Mahomes and there's a bunch of them. And then Kansas City picks Rasheed Rice, who was one of those players that worked out Patrick Mahomes. It makes me interested. Help everyone pass through this wide receiver situation for Kansas City as we are one month away from the start of the season. So, someone's going to make a rise, uh, that's for sure. I pay very close attention to the beat writers. Kansas City's beat writers are some of the better beat writers in the league. Uh, they're going to make a lot of comments about what's going on, and the door has been opened wide as a result of Kadarius Tony once again not being able to step on the field. I'm a jaded Giant fan when it comes to Kadarius Toney. Uh, I didn't like the fact, number one, that they traded down to get this player, and that cost them Mika Parsons. So I'm very angry about all of that when I look back at any of this player, uh, anything having to do with this player. Uh, that being said, uh, call, I'm very intrigued by a number of these guys. I would include Sky Moore in that conversation. I would include Rashi Rice in that conversation. I would include Justin Ross in that conversation. You know, Ross was an exciting player in college. He it was undrafted, right? And then because he was coming off of injuries in college. But I don't know. If somebody is going to make noise and someone is going to be starting, Richie James, don't discount that player. Uh, you know, he burst onto the scene a bunch of years ago with a humongous game as a, as a San Francisco 49er last year amongst one of the most efficient receivers in the league and that he caught 85% of the balls thrown his way by Daniel Jones. Uh, and he became a big part of that passing offense for, for the Giants. And uh, they went out of his way to get him. So I will, like you, be watching the situation very closely because I believe one of those aforementioned players that I just spoke of will be making an impression, particularly early in the season. And even, you know, two of the players that you didn't mention, Scaling, played well at times. And then, you know, Justin Watson oh, yeah. is one of these guys where you watch him play and you think, oh, here's a guy, if he got a chance to play, you know, 60, 70% of the snaps, he would do some big things. He's just an athletic player. So there, there is a world of talent. Agree with you. I think we're on the same page there with Kansas City where – uh, we feel it's it, it, based on where these players are going to be ranked, there'll be some opportunities uh, to get some value. And where there is no uncertainty whatsoever is Travis Kelsey. Similar to Patrick Mahomes, it seems there's always some players that in the fantasy football community are nipping at the heels to overtake him. I don't see it. Um, I think Travis Kelsey is in a class by himself, in a tier by himself. In snake drafts, he is a middle to early first-round pick. Um, just everything revolves around the player. And even all of those players we talked about, they're going to play off of Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey, just so many targets, so much volume, and more importantly, so much trust with the best player in football in Patrick Mahomes. Um Anything else you wanted to add about Kelsey, about his age, and about his ranking, uh, and about these players that are kind of like nipping in his heels, Hawkinson, Andrews, um, Kittle? Yeah, um, it, it, in your mind, is he clearly number one? He's clearly number one. He's clearly number one, and uh, one of these years, it's not going to be the case, but there's been no slowdown. He had a dozen touchdowns last year. I think every time we turned around last year, for some reason, when you looked at prop bets, he was around 75 yards, and I think he blew through that on almost almost all occasions. Same thing happened in the playoffs. The guy's just amazing. We're looking at a Hall of Famer, uh, you know, first ballot Hall of Famer, without a doubt. 
Uh, he's a tremendous player. There's nothing more to add to that. He didn't, the player's nipping at his heels. Uh, it's it just I thought there was a chance last year that Andrews could could make a dent in that, but I was clearly incorrect about that. And, uh, you know, I'm going to stay with the fact that Travis Kelsey is the prohibitive number one. I think there's interesting depth at the position as well, Wiz. Noah Gray and, and, and Fortson are both outstanding athletes as well. Um, and, you know, at times the different packages that Andy Reid likes to employ. Uh, the only reason why I mention those players is just, uh, God forbid, something would happen to Kelsey. Someone in his offense uh, behind Kelsey will, will have to step up. Uh, but nonetheless, you know, this roster is just laden with a lot of depth. Uh, that's a credit, by the way, to the, the front office, the GM, Brett Veach. And, and by the way, they're drafting in the back of the rounds every year. Uh, it's remarkable what the Kansas City Chiefs have done Given all their success, it just says a lot about their front office. Yeah, it, there's, it's a good point. It's certain, that certainly is the case. And uh, Harrison Bucker, just on an offense that scores so many points in the opposing team's red zone, is clearly a kicker that you know you should have no problem with leaving drafts um, as your starting kicker. Uh, the defense is a, is a kind of an interesting story where they will play big games, put up big numbers. Uh, you, you figure that they're going to be winning most games in the second half, where you know you could roll up some sacks and interceptions. Are uh, you, you viewing Kansas City's defense as a streaming defense or more than that? And uh, how about Harrison Butker? Yeah, Butker uh, was hurt last year, so he missed four or five games. I think at times I, he was a little bit more inconsistent, I think, than we've seen in previous years where he wasn't kind of as automatic as he'd been before. You know, perhaps that's a lingering issues of the injury. I don't know. Um, also, part of it is the fact, like I said, this was an extremely efficient offense, so le- less field goal tries than, than, than we've seen before. Uh, but he's a he prohibitive number one uh kicker uh, for for you coming out of drafts without a doubt uh, the Chiefs are kind of a borderline one defense and Chris Jones is, is really an impact player they also have a couple of other young players that are really really good uh, again they've added back in the drafts they've been able to add some talented guys so um, I, li- I like the chief defense I wouldn't I wouldn't kill you if he came out as the number one defense I think in more leagues than not though they, they'd be, be they would be viewed as more of a streaming option I'm with you on what you said about Bucker and the defense. All right, good stuff. So that's it for the Chiefs. Uh, I, I don't think there's a lot of question marks around this. Andy Reid has had just tremendous success here. It's a it's a great story to watch. Patrick Mahomes is an awesome player, and uh, you know it's hard not to root for everything that's going on in Kansas City. But uh, next up is, I think that's going to be the Las Vegas Raiders. We'll talk about that next. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify. Make sure you are subscribing.